Welcome to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Hello, I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. And we're here to do murder and... Nope. (laughs) Every time I want to say something about murder, and there's just no way of making something so so mean and so cruel into something fun. You're purveyors of murder, mystery, and mayhem for the evening. Yep, 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 yep. Write that down. That's a good tagline. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Um, But yeah, I'm Marcus Richardson. This is Nathan Hicken. And we're going to do a murder mystery game today. But as always, we're going to do a little practice murder beforehand. Nathan, I'm thinking of just doing one this time around because I think I get too angry if we read too many of these. (laughs) That is that is fair. That is fair. We need to be in a good headspace where we do the actual murder. So right. So so one should be sufficient, I think. Still from Mind Trap, the game from 1990 something. All right. It says. A man was found assassinated in his 51st floor hotel room, which had been locked from within by the deadbolt. He was slouched in a chair in front of one of the windows in the room. The carpet below the window drapes was damp. The only sound in the room was the steady drone of the air conditioner. A bullet had entered the back of his head and was lodged in the base of his skull. It was determined he was shot and killed exactly where he sat, and the bullet had been fired from well over 30 meters away. The man had been dead for several hours. Since the windows had been locked from within and the glass unbroken, how was the assassination carried out? Have you heard this one? Uh, I thought I had, but as you're at the end, I don't, I don't know if I have. Okay, so to review the facts, dead chair locked door unbroken windows 51st floor shot from 30 meters away i would assume that i always feel like numbers are important so i feel like it would be something about rather than shooting from outside it it was from underneath like shot through the floor oh that's that's a possibility it said the floor by the window was damp the carpet below the window drapes was damp yeah it also said something about an air conditioning unit. Did somebody shoot through the air conditioning unit, hit the coolant thing, which sprayed the floor, got the floor damp, and also shot the guy? I mean, that's possible. It says the only sound in the room was the steady drone of the air conditioner. Okay, so we don't know if it's an in-window unit or if it's a... I mean, it makes a point out of both of those details. Yeah. The back of his head was lodged at the base of his skull. That makes me think he was shot from underneath, right? Because base of his skull, it says he was shot exactly where he was, and he was slouched in the... Wait, he was slouched. Is he slouched forward or backward? Oh, we need more details. We we need to see the crime scene. Come on, Dang it, I want want samples. I want want a visual here, dang it. (sighs) I need the chalk outline. I need forensics. (laughs) Let's see. Let's fingerprint this place. Come on. I'll I'll be sure to to remember that you want all of those details for when I do uh, a murder mystery this time. Uh, but for think, this one, I don't know. Do we just? Oh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Any other weird details that stood out? Assassinated, locked within, slouched in a chair. I don't know. That there. Here here are the thing. Like sometimes it leaves out details that 
it just assumes things. And sometimes those assumptions are the solution. For example, like it doesn't, I don't think it says that he was found alone, right? Like it doesn't necessarily say that he was assassinated alone. And does it even say if the door is locked? Because like if the, it, door's not the locked. door is locked, it says the door is locked. It okay. says the windows are closed and unbroken and he had been dead for several hours. I don't know if it was on a timer somehow. The the water thing makes me feel oh, there's some timer. Some ice thing that. But how do how does ice pull a trigger? You attach a string, <laughs> tie it to the trigger. You tie in uh, 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 a a mm. bag of ice to the air conditioning unit as it slowly melts it's going to slip off the air conditioning unit and then it falls pulls the trigger shoots the guy from 30 meters away also i'm sure this <laughs> podcast is going to get one or both of us on some fbi watch list oh my god we are very well informed about methods of murder ah uh, okay I'm, I'm just gonna check it yeah yeah go for it the window had been kept open with a piece of By ice. a piece of ice that's it that's uh, stupid. <laughs> uh, yep. I, I don't know. Like, not the solution. It's just the fact that anyone would do that. Wait, why? Okay, so they were in their house earlier, and they had. They Here's went the, the thing: trouble. they were murdered. So, like, why would they care about the window being broken or not? Like, an assassin <laughs> is aware they will be found with a bullet in their head, right? And we Here's what it know. says. It says. It says the window had been kept open with a piece of ice. The man was shot from a nearby building. It didn't tell us that there was a nearby building. Uh, <laughs> as the ice melted, the window slowly slid down until it automatically locked itself from within. I don't feel like windows do that, you know? The important thing is we exercised uh, <laughs> our logical muscles. Yes, and I we... suppose it worked for the assassins, so good for them, I guess, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess Sid Shady got away with this one. Ah, Sid Shady. <laughs> didn't even mention his name, so. But we know, we know. We know. It's always him. All right, sweet. Okay. Well, we're all warmed up. Are you ready for a new murder mystery written by myself? I'm so ready. Awesome. When you enter the murder museum, Aurelius is waiting for you. You're back of your own free will, I hope. <laughs> How exciting. I have a murder mystery for you that I think you'll enjoy. Low stakes, a nice breather. You're intrigued. You hate to admit it, but these morbid murder mysteries are kind of fun. You feel like you were made for this. Aurelius directs you down a new hallway, nearly identical to the halls you'd been through before, but with their own new eclectic exhibits. The hall leads down to a small gallery, and at the center of the room, a spotlight shines on a small rectangular metal cage. Inside of it are wood shavings, uh, a miniature food bowl, and a hamster wheel. It would appear. The door is ajar. Beneath it, a plaque reads, The Empty Cage Exhibit. Interesting. You lean over the velvet guardrail and inspect it closer. You have to admit, it's a rather uninteresting exhibit, but by this point, you know the rigmarole. So when your sight begins to fade to white, you only feel a little bit of panic this time. (laughs) In the void, you can hear a bell ringing and ringing over and over again. Then you can hear young voices chanting in sync. And as your eyes refocus, you can make out the end of the incantation. With liberty and justice for all. 
Oh my goodness. And everyone sits down at their desks. Uh, the room smells like Elmer's glue and bologna sandwiches. <laughs> and this is without a doubt an elementary school classroom. And you, you look down, are one of the students. Whoa. Whoa. Fourth grade body. About, oh my god. If you were to guess. Trippy. Oh my goodness. A sign on the wall says Mrs. Aykroyd's class. Sorry, Miss Aykroyd. So here you are. Uh, nothing actually seems to be going wrong yet. So there's not really much to do besides just play along. Miss Aykroyd starts the class with morning announcements. She outlines the day. Social studies will be first. Then music time combined with Mr. Hawthorne's class, which is the other fourth grade class across the hall. Also, today's the day that star students will get extra recess. So Miss Aykroyd will fetch them 15 minutes early from the music room. In other announcements, Miss Aykroyd says that tomorrow will be Sierra Perez's birthday. And one of your classmates, who you assume to be Sierra, immediately stands up and s proclaims, My birthday wish is to spend the whole day with Hamlet on my desk. And Miss Aykroyd doesn't seem to know how to respond to this, so she just gives a, We'll see. And everyone in the class instinctively glances over to the beloved class pet, Hamlet. You see the empty cage, but it's not empty. It houses a very happy little hamster. He's actually a really cute little guy. He's tan. He has a little white mark in between his eyes. Hamlet is loved by all. <sighs> Alas. Alas. And class begins as normal. Like she said, you start off with social studies. Miss Aykroyd teaches a lesson about folklore and legends. Ooh. However, during the lesson, your classmate Jenny notices that it's raining pretty hard outside. It looks like Sierra is about to throw a fit because rain means no recess. Mm. But Miss Aykroyd quickly announces that today will be an indoor recess and she promises it will be extra fun for the star students. Ooh. At the end of social studies, you meet up with Mr. Hawthorne's class in the hallway and walk to the music room. 15 minutes before music class ends, which, by the way, music class, terrible, ungodly noises emanate down the halls <laughs> from the music rooms. Only yes. that can be made in elementary. Um, but 15 minutes before music class ends, Miss Aykroyd arrives to fetch the star students and bring them back to the classroom for early recess. There are four of them this week. And interestingly, you realize that you intuitively know some basic facts about each of them. Mm. First, there's Jenny Mudge. She's a smart girl with curly brown hair. Uh, she's a star student because she always holds the door open for the class. In fact, she refuses to let anyone else do it. It's kind of her thing. Mm. She's also a compulsive tattleteller. She seems to get a kick out of spotting people doing things bad against the rules. <laughs> uh, next up, also fetched by Miss Aykroyd, is Newell Walker. He's a, a short kid who's always squinting, but he doesn't believe people who say that he really should try glasses. He consistently gets the highest grades in class, though, and he has his own quote-unquote business where he sells origami to the other classmates. Ooh. The next one, I don't have a last name written down. Quick, give me a last name. Uh, Anderson. Cannon. Lucian Anderson. Uh, Lucian Anderson, is he, he's got a faux hawk, and it looks like it was once dyed neon green, but now it's more Ooh. of a dull dumpster color. Uh, he's more of a class clown than a star student, 
but he brought enough box tops last week to earn the entire class a pizza party. Let's and go. so he argued his way into a star student status, at least for this week. And the fourth student is Sierra Perez, who is both the teacher's pet and the most prone to have a meltdown in class. She always seems to want to have things her way. Mm. So you watch the tattletale, the nerd, the class clown, and the teacher's pet. I'll follow Miss Ackroyd <laughs> back to the classroom. You look forward to joining them for indoor recess, but by the time music class ends, the rain has stopped. Mm. So you and the rest of your class meet the star students outside for regular length recess. Next comes lunch. It's probably mashed potatoes. Difficult to tell. <laughs> yep. And then you're back in the classroom for individual reading time. Miss Ackroyd has put a tarp over Hamlet's cage for his nap time, um, but it's probably to keep kids from being distracted during reading time. And you begin quietly reading an Encyclopedia Brown book when you hear an ear-piercing screech, a shriek from behind you. It's Sierra, with tarp in hand, staring at an empty cage. Oh no! Hamlet is gone. Immediately, the entire class erupts into chaos, and Miss Ackroyd is unable to get control of things, so she actually announces that everyone can have an official search party at least until math starts. <laughs> but otherwise, she's sure it'll be fine, and everything will work itself out. And now, the story is yours. Oh my gosh. Okay, Hamlet the Hamster is missing. Ah. Uh. Wow, this is this is it's, it's like taken but hamster edition. I love it. Okay. Uh, new title of this episode. <laughs> I will find you. Uh okay, so we've got uh, let's see. So we know Hamlet was there at the beginning during social studies. We all left. I went to I'm just rehashing just just if I get something mm -hmm. wrong. I went to music with Mr. Hawthorne's class and then the star students got to leave early okay um i'm going to um ask uh let's uh i'm, I'm gonna ask the oh this miss miss Ackroyd. she's uh she's an authority figure uh first uh when she, a when did she see uh hamlet last and b oh i'll get to b later in a second so first of all when did she see him last so in the west side of the classroom is the teacher's desk, and Miss Ackroyd is actually a good choice to interview first because she's the only one not frantically scrambling and looking under the carpet <laughs> and inside desks and pointing fingers at other people saying that they're a hamster napper. She is sitting there with her head in her hands, oh. um, and she sees you approach, and she's like, Nathan, hi. Uh, sorry, when did I last... Oh, when did I last see him? I saw Hamlet the hamster when I put the tarp over his cage. And then I exited the outdoor facing room to join the kids for recess. Um, I was actually the last person who, who passed through the door. So I, I know that no one was in here after me because uh, I had the doors locked. So honestly, <laughs> it's very strange. Maybe he, he just could have gotten out by himself. In fact, that's my best guess. Okay, so this was just before recess. Uh, she locked the door behind her. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, then uh, one, one, one more question, Mrs. Ackward. Ignore my deep voice. Just have a bit of cold today. <laughs> um, uh, 
uh, did these star students go outside for recess or did they stay in the classroom? Oh, good question. No, because it was still raining uh, un- until just a few minutes before we decided that we were switching to outdoor recess. And I wanted to be consistent. I, I said that we were going to have indoor recess for star students. And all of us, all of them stayed inside. Uh, one or two students uh, went into the hallway, but they, they both used hall passes. So uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm confident. In fact, uh, I think one or two of them were playing with, with Hamlet during, during recess. Okay. So I, I don't think anything untoward happened during indoor recess. Like I said, I, I saw Hamlet up until the end. So okay. it's, it's a, it's a real mystery. You definitely saw him at when you took us all outside. Okay, cool. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, I would like to examine the scene of the crime first. Uh, the cage. Yes. The, the cage is on a long counter that borders the south side of the room. Uh, the counter has like a sink uh, and some crafts from the day before. Uh, one for every student. And then the cage. Now, you actually have to kind of push Jenny Mudge out of the way. You kind of have to nudge her out of the way because she is like determined. She's like, you think you see her lick a wood chip? Like she she really thinks that th- this this is her time to shine as far as you can tell. Okay, okay, but Jenny. She kind of hmph, in a in in a huff she she uh leaves elsewhere to to look. But here you are at the cage. Uh the door is open. It's Hard to tell if that's something that a student just opened or if mm. it was open when the, the tarp was on top of it. Dang. Okay. On the inside, there's what you saw in the museum, actually. A food bowl, uh, a hamster wheel, uh, one of those little spouts, one of those drinky things. Classic. There are a few bits of wood shavings on the outside of the cage. It does it look like it leads to a trail of wood shavings? As you glance around, you actually see a speck kind of in the the shag carpet that's nearby the sink so it it feels like there's something here okay but also just as as a brief kind of scan of it Mm -hmm. next to the cage there is an empty tupperware uh like the kind someone might bring for lunch to keep veggies in or something um and it's turned over it looks like it was discarded but you don't remember it being there earlier in the day Okay. Also, the crafts specifically are, yesterday was the 80th day of class. Uh, so it's a whole bunch of people making the number 80 out of 80 of something. So like 80 gumdrops, 80 beans, all, you know, glued to the paper. Okay. First thing first, I, I, I stick my hand in, in the wood shavings. Is, is Are they still warm? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I do or not some... know the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, I, I will say that your hand comes up with a little bit of uh, hamster dropping on ah, it. Regrets. Uh, definitely are going to want to wash that off. Yep. Otherwise, yep. I do not know the proper temperature <laughs> to inform you or what you would even do with that information. But I mean, hey, good, 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 that, good that's, idea. That's I, I'm letting my inner child take over a little bit. Instincts are gonna gonna run a little oh, bit. So, that's great. That, know, that's what I was hoping for. I love getting that. fourth grade mindset again. Okay. <laughs> um. Cool. Okay. So I'm gonna look at the empty Tupperware first. Uh. 
I want to know, does it have a name on it? Oh, um, before you do, actually, as you take your hand out of the cage and you kind of bump the, the hamster wheel on the way, you, you feel something else sticky and you're like, oh, oh gosh, more of it. Oh, no. But then you look at your hand and it's actually a tiny little dot of white. Is it glue? It does look a lot like non-toxic Elmer's glue. And it looks, and as you look closer, there's like a dab of it or just a, an amount of it on the hamster wheel, on the inside of the hamster wheel, which is strange. It's that like a plastic odd. hamster wheel, not a metal one. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, you turn your attention to the the Tupperware here, and it has a little bit of like juice at the bottom of mm. it, like just, just a, a few drops of it. And when I say juice, I, I really mean water. Uh, okay. It smells a bit like carrots. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, but no, uh, this uh, my na- This belongs to uh, Jenny, and also I used it to steal the hamster written on it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. Okay. But you do notice that there's no lid for this, so it would actually be an ineffective way <laughs> of transporting lunch unless someone has, I don't know, left it there at some point, and they still have their lid with the rest okay. of their lunch things. It's cool. a pretty shallow Tupperware. Oh, okay, okay. It's not huge. So maybe not the ideal hamster transportation vehicle. Okay. One more thing while I'm over here. Well, uh, I will wash my hands. Uh, you know, safety first, kids. Uh, so I'll do that by the sink right there. And then look at the... Um, so the 80 out of 80. Um, does it look like any of the uh, uh, 80 out of 80 crafts are either still drying or nibbled on by hamster teeth interesting it's curious you say that because as you're looking at them 80 80 80 30 80 30 you go over to it all of these the glue is dried all of these are from yesterday okay but as you go over to the 30 it's it's supposed to be 80 but you notice just a little bit of the the card stock or or what, what do you call it card paper construction paper there you go okay little parts of the construction paper yeah are missing you you know like where there should be components and this you see in the top corner was made by newell newell walker okay and it looks like it was made with raw beans is what this is newell's missing beans so so yeah, so it's supposed to be an 80 made of 80 things, okay. but specifically where there are beans missing with little scratch marks where they used to be. Okay. Makes it look like a 30. Someone has stolen 50 beans. No, incorrect. <laughs> Just a few beans. Do you understand? Just a few. D- does that make sense conceptually? Go over one more time. Okay, so imagine spelling out 80 using oh. 80 individual beans. Oh, I see. You're not using 80 beans. You're using beans to spell 80 well it's it's meta uh and <laughs> i'm it, so, they're using 80 beans to make the numbers 80. 80 okay so what's been chewed off is like four or five beans so there are 75 beans here so, that look like they spell 30 30 okay i got it i got it that i, got I did it. not have to make this craft as complex as i did to describe well, it's probably the probably key mistake. to the, the murder. Or maybe I'm just uh, flustered and <laughs> giving a lot of info. <laughs> no, no, I got, I no, you're, you're good. You're good. Okay. 
if this turns out to be a hamster murder, I might be a little sad. But <laughs> okay, okay. So we got. I, I really do hate to inform you that this is not Aurelius Whitlock's hamster napping museum. <laughs> Dang. Actually, there's still hope. Who knows? <laughs> I know. There's no hope. There is no hope. You got to leave door or hope at the door. Okay. Sounds like it's time to <gasps> interrogate. Okay. So I know two of the star students were at least playing with a hamster at some point. So that sounds like a good option. But before I do, um, I want to look around the room. Is there anyone who is not crying, who looks, I don't know, just not looking, not crying, just, just kind of mm-hmm. meh. Anyone important? Ah, uh, yes, I see. <laughs> yes, it seems like different students are in various stages of grief. Okay. Uh, Sierra by far takes the cake. She is just bawling her eyes out. Okay. I miss him. I miss him already. <laughs> he was my favorite. Uh, Lucian doesn't seem super perturbed. He's sitting at his desk. Uh, he's not looking. Mm, interesting. And Jenny also seems excited, not sad. Oh, excited. Oh, because she gets to show off her detective skills. Okay. So I'll start with. Let's let's start with Jenny. She's the one who's uh, right over here. I had to elbow her out of the way, so I uh, I don't. She's actually picked a new spot. She's oh, um, the the south side of the classroom has this counter for most of it, but then also this is where the door to the hallway is. Um, by there's a large trash can, and there is a, a calendar on the door that gives events. She is looking down nearby the door, and she picks up. A wood shaving, I guess. Interesting find there, Jenny. No thanks to you, I might add. (laughs) You meddling kids. Uh, Well, uh, first off, is there any other, is there a trail of wood shavings leading out of the hallway? Yeah, so you're about to interrogate her, but the the discovery briefly distracts you. And (laughs) in the immediate... Outside, you just glance outside the hallway. No, there's no shavings out there. Not that you see. But you are nearby a few things. A trash can? You walk over to the trash can, very near where you are. There's a lot of crumpled papers. So you kind of have to root around these crumpled, colorful pieces of paper and a small hamster corpse. What? No! Curled up. Jenny triumphantly ah! tries to reach for it first, grabs it by the tail with like her pinky out as if she doesn't want to touch it, and goes, aha! Ah! And immediately, a gasp if you thought Sierra was crying before. Now, ah! <laughs> now she is hysterical. Oh my gosh. You begin to feel like there is very little chance of the class returning to their <laughs> studies today. <laughs> Oh my gosh, hamster corpse. Wow. Wow, okay. Jenny, okay, so Jenny found the body. Okay. Let's see. Sierra is bawling. Uh, uh, I'm going to turn to Jenny because I assume Mrs. Ackroyd's trying to calm the rest of the class. <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm going to ask her, interesting, how, 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 did you, uh, how did you know the body was going to be there? 
I say my eight, ten year old voice, however old I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even remember how old fourth graders are. She says pretentiously, "Isn't it obvious? I followed the trail, and it left. It led right here." Oh man, am I gonna have to do distinct voice for these characters? Oh no, <laughs> I did not think that through. I think that she's nasally. We're gonna mm, go nasally. That works. Nasally, sinister. I didn't say sinister. <laughs> You put that on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, she's still holding the dead hamster. <laughs> no, no. She she has since laid it back in the cage um, oh. as, as just sort of a, a form of respect returning. She didn't want to like put it on someone's desk. Um, okay. And people didn't want her to throw it back in the trash can. So she puts it back in the cage. And Miss Aykroyd actually starts giving a little talk about death and impermanence of life and the, the beautiful cycle and the, the sadness that comes and it looks her her eyes look so tired she's like i did not need this today is the look of miss Ackwood. oh sad okay well ignoring that i'm gonna con- continue <laughs> conducting my investigation wonderful nothing can stop me um oh, i do want to talk to jenny but really quickly I'm going to glance at the the dead body. Uh, can I determine cause of death by looking at it? In your your rich and historied experience in hamster forensics, yes, you are able to determine that you do not know. There are no visible wounds is something you do know. There's no stabbing. He potentially could be crushed, but you feel like there might be some signs of if his you know little body was was squished oh. in some way and it doesn't look like that um, okay so it looks like whatever happened it would have been internal maybe internal interesting so maybe he ate something or is force fed something Ooh, oh and he was cl- very clearly hidden because he was under the crumpled papers so someone did not want this body to be found who's our little murderer okay I'm like, we can't, I can't send this body to a lab for autopsy. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Dang it. Oh, I should mention, you do, in fact, have Pocket Watson, but uh, it's a lunchbox. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I love that. It's a lunchbox that has this uh, rotund depiction of a cartoon Watson. Ah. Oh my gosh. It says, what, what? What, what? The the mystery's afoot. (laughs) I love it. Okay. And it was clearly not suicide, because how would he have gotten himself into the <laughs> trash can in the first place? There there are a few benefits of hamster-related murder, and <laughs> one of them is being able to, to rule out handily suicide. I'm going to rule out suicide. I'm going to rule out will stuff, so I'm assuming nobody killed him for money. Um, <laughs> jealousy, pro- oh, oh, okay. No, probably not an affair, so, you know, I'm going to rule that out as well. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, okay. I'm going to go back to Jenny, the uh, discoverer of the body. I'm going to ask her when she last saw Sir Hamlet alive. Well, Hamlet was being played with by two very specific students at indoor recess. Ooh, who's that? First, it was Lucian. And he played with the hamster for maybe a minute before I was the one who noticed he was doing things that were 
against the rules. <gasps> no, what was that? So I told Mrs. Aykroyd, and she was impressed, and and she made him stop. And then Newell played with the hamster for a while, and I watched. Interesting. I really don't know why anyone would want to play with a large rat. <laughs> so you're not a fan of Hamlet. It's gross. What <laughs> makes a large rat cute or fun or cuddly? You call it a hamster, and that makes it cute. I disagree. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what 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 rules was Lucian breaking? It was a very specific one, and I only happened to know it because I was reading up on the rules of how to take care of your hamster. Oh, wow. And she actually pulls out of her folder a handbook. or It's more of a pamphlet than a handbook. Whoa. And she's like, this is the classroom copy, but I just borrowed it recently. A few minutes ago, I took it from the counter. And then she okay. kind of gets her story straight. She's like, but I've read it before. Anyway, so... <laughs> And she says, he was trying to glue the hamster to the hamster wheel. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and spin it around and around. And that's in, that's in the pamphlet specifically, do not glue your hamster to your hamster wheel. She says, well, I, I admit it's a bit of a stretch. And she opens it up and she shows that it says, do not use uh, potentially toxic or hazardous substances in close proximity to your hamster, such as, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my gosh. So that takes care of the glue on my hand. What in the actual world? Lucian. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jenny, if you don't mind me saying, it's, it's a little odd that you'd have this pamphlet if you don't really like hamsters. It's evidence. Evidence. Interesting. Evidence of hamster murder. <laughs> um, hamster side. Hamster side. <laughs> do, uh, do, do you mind if I have a look at that? I've read it all already. She tosses you the how to take care of your class pet. Okay. I want to look through this hamster pamphlet. Uh, is there anything in there about things that hamsters are allergic to? An interesting question. A question I have the answer to. And a second one I find in my notes. Okay. Yeah, so this manual... This pamphlet is a little patronizing. It's written for children, <laughs> as far as you can tell. It starts, we all love hamsters, but don't squeeze them too tight. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like love in the, or anyway, stuff like that. You know, it's a little patronizing. It does have uh, a page that says, do not feed hamsters things that they can't digest. Do not feed them potatoes, celery, raw beans, <gasps> dairy products. Synthetic sugars or anything with caffeine. And then uh, then other pages in the book say, you know, like, don't keep more than one hamster in a cage. They don't do friends very well. Yeah, and clean true. and wash the hamster's space regularly. Do not feed them raw beans. Oh, my gosh. There's beans missing from Newell's thing. Someone tried to feed it beans and then accidentally killed it and then panicked and then threw the dead body in the garbage can garbage interesting okay 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 so jenny knew about this rule so jenny has read the pamphlet um so she probably knows not to feed the hamster raw beans i'm guessing this was an accident that'd be pr oh. 
Unless Jenny knew about it and was like, haha, the perfect way to kill and frame Newell, who we know is missing. Okay. Is Jenny a psychopath? Let's. <laughs> okay. Okay. Unrelated. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> Solid. Um, all right. Okay. I'm going to then. Oh. 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 Okay. I have a question to ask here at some point. Okay, I'm going to talk to Lucian next. Lucian. He has a baggy white shirt, and he's got, like, his pants riding low. You actually feel like it's pretty strange to see someone wear, like, 90s street fashion in fourth grade. It's pretty disconcerting. But he's actually still sitting at his desk, and he's he has a pocket knife. And he's carving something into the wood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this kid is sketch. He sees you come over and he immediately slaps a book over what he's carving. And he's like, what do you want? Blood circle. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, blood circle. And he, yeah, he starts waving it at you. He's like, don't come near. Uh, Lucian, buddy old pal. Uh, You're not my buddy. You're not my pal. What do you want? What do I want? That's a great question, sir. Okay, well, first of all, uh, I'd like to know when you last saw Hamlet alive and well. I was playing with him at indoor recess before the stupid teacher told me that I wasn't supposed to play with him. Why Why did she tell you to stop playing with him? Because she doesn't let me do anything fun. Does it have anything to do with this? I smeared the glue that's still on my hand across his desk. <laughs> I thought you washed your hand. Gross. I did, but just for this interrogation, I got more glue. And <laughs> just like, so yes, what a move! Okay. What what a what a power yeah, play! Yeah, I gotta assert my dominance here. He, you, you see him slump a little bit. He's like, I, I thought that he could spin faster on the wheel if he was attached to it. Hmm. He he likes he likes the wheel a lot. Haven't you read this pamphlet? He squints and doesn't say anything. <sighs> yeah, he's never read that. Okay. Oh oh. Newell is nearsighted or has bad eyesight. He might not have read the pamphlet either because of that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. After after playing with him, um, and and being forced to stop playing with him, um, did you do anything else? Yeah, it was recess. Did you see the hamster at all? I mean, he was still there. Newell started playing with him, but I don't know. Like, I I was playing with the hamster, and then and then the the teacher sent Sierra to go fetch her something. Like she left in the hallway. I was pretty bored. So I yeah, I mean I was I was pretty bored, so I just got the hall pass. But I I wandered around a bit and the teacher yelled at me again in the hallway. Why did she yell at you this time? Cuz she doesn't let me do anything fun. What what fun thing was she trying to to harsh on your mellow or harsh your vibe on? <laughs> I was just exploring. Gosh. Ooh, uh what were you exploring specifically? Mr. Hawthorne's classroom. <sighs> Mr. Hawthorne. 
find anything interesting? Were you the only one exploring? No. Yes. No, I didn't find anything interesting. Yes, I was the only person there. Oh, okay. He he. When when you ask him what he found or if he found something, yeah, he's he's hit a wall. Like he he looks like you realize in this moment, maybe before this moment, more of a bully than a class clown. This kid is not very nice to gotcha. you or really anyone else. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, last last question: Is this your Tupperware? I want to have him like sniff it and be like, "Gross carrots." <laughs> But no, he he just says no, no. Okay. Uh, aside, another possibility is that this carrot uh, container also had celery in it, and that someone fed this hamster celery. But uh, we'll we'll go back for now. Um. Okay. Thank you very much, Lucian. And as I turn away, I'm gonna accidentally up, <laughs> knock the book off the table and see what he was carving. <laughs> nice smooth he's like watch it klutz do kids say klutz i don't know but yes you you do see the the start of a message that he's carving it's it's a sentence he's spelling and it says beware the hamster killer and he hasn't Ooh. quite finished yet beware enemies of the air beware hamster killer and there's no way he doesn't notice you checking this out so he instantly like slaps a book back on, stands up. He's got a good four inches on you, this kid. <gasps> um, and he's like, it's not me. I just know that something is going on. And someone in this school is murdering hamsters. Hamsters, plural? He looks both ways and he's like, forget I said that. <laughs> Wow. A message from the curator. A is for Miss Ackroyd who can't control her class. B is for the bully, who snatched the hallway pass. C is for the crumpled papers and the girl who cried. D is for the damning deed, the crime of hamster side.